We're getting ready for Christmas. We're thinking about what are we gifting Jesus for his birthday? What are we gifting our creator? And what are we gifting to ourselves? You know, we think about so often, what are we giving our husband, our friend, our best friend, or people we work with, but what are you giving to your own soul and to the creator of your soul? What does it look like to wildly pursue the one who made you, called you, positioned you, and propels you? This podcast represents the Esters and the Azers on the rise. The ones breaking free from societal and religious norms in order to recklessly pursue God's beauty and glory while basking in the wonder of His creativity and wisdom. This is a belonging, a sisterhood, a table. Actually, it's a pool float, a palm tree, and a charcuterie. That's how these friendships came to life anyway. So grab your favorite suit and jump on in. The water's warm. And we've got tons to chat about. From business to family. Wealth creation. Maybe some political banter. And of course, a whole lot of Jesus. Welcome to Girls Gone Holy, where you are free to be wild in Him. Well, welcome back to Girls Gone Holy. We are so happy that you are here. And I'm just giving y'all a virtual hug through the screen. We have Melissa in the house. We have Tamara. I'm Jessica. It is so good to be with you guys. And today, you know, in, in this time when we're we're recording this message to you and recording the conversation, we're celebrating Advent. We're getting ready for Christmas. We're thinking about what are we gifting Jesus for his birthday? What are we gifting our creator and what are we gifting to ourselves? You know, we think about so often, what are we giving our husband, our friend, our best friend, or people we work with, but what are you giving to your own soul and to the creator of your soul? Now, before you tune out, if you are listening to this in March or July or in August, we invite you, we invite you to come into this conversation. Christmas, in my opinion, should be every month, not just Christmas in July, Christmas in March. Really, it's it's celebrating when God entered into our timeline timeline through the the door of Bethlehem into the womb of a virgin Jewish woman. And this God who became man, who is both deity and embraced humanity and lived and walked and taught and loved and died and rose again so that we could be free and we could be with him forever, starting now. So the question I want to open with is, what are you gifting that God? (laughs) What are you gifting Jesus who left heaven, who not only risked death, but totally embraced it for you? Whatever, whenever you're listening to our conversation, what are you gifting God in this season? Mm. That's what I want to begin with. Who wants to... What about you, Jess? What are you gifting God in this season? Guys, she's currently <laughs> wearing, wearing a Santa baby sweater as well. <laughs> and my red lips to match. Oh, well, I've, I've been thinking about this concept of marveling. And that is the, the joy of my heart, the cry of my heart to, to see the church learn how to marvel again. If you listen to our pilot podcast, we all talked about a, you know, a a core value. And I I was talking about marveling. And I was thinking recently, you know, as we marvel at the God of wonders, it's a gift to both of us. It's a gift for me and my soul. And it is a gift to God. 
And then I thought, whoa, that is so cool, that that thought, that perspective. And then the Holy Spirit was like, that's everything. Every good and perfect thing comes from me. So if I'm wooing you to do something, to live a certain way, if I'm uh, commanding you to, to live in, in such a way, it is not only good for you, it's good for me. It's not only a gift for you, it's a gift for me. And we read all throughout the Bible, you know, we the way we prove to God that we love him is through obedience. You know, in the New Testament Bible quiz, what is that? First John, I think. <laughs> but this idea of um, the more I marvel at God, the more my soul is tended to, the more I contemplate and hold space and rest in his goodness, the healthier I am, the more joy-filled I am. But it's also my gift to him. Like I'm giving you my time and my energy and my heart and my passion and my imagination. And that goes with everything. The more we use our gifts, our talents, our passion, it's not only a gift for you because then you get to live this meaningful life. It is a gift to your creator because he gifted you with that. And he just delights when his children use the gift and open and receive and revel in the gift that he has given. And so for, I'll, I'll wrap it up with, with this thought that there's a lot that we're all contemplating at the end of the year. You know, what do we, what do we learn in this year? What do we want to bring into the new year? And for me, another contemplation is what do I not want to bring into the new year? Yeah. What Lord, do I get to be courageous enough and, and hear your voice to say, this has been so beautiful. Thank you so much. And to, close that tab before the new year. And as I contemplate that and think through that, I feel the Lord wooing me to just, you get to do your life's work. Like, what are you on this earth to do? You get to do that right now. And I don't think that's just because I'm, you know, a certain age, like 42, or that I've been doing the work I've been doing for a certain amount of years, but I can't help but think that the the culture and in the world, God is wooing all of us, what have I put in you to do? I'm inviting you to do that work right now. It is urgent. Yeah, that's so good. I love that question that you said, do your life's work, because I think a lot of times we work to live, but God, I think, calls us to do our life's work, which is the mission or whatever that it is that he's called us to do. And so I think during this season, and even at the end of every month, I'm always like reflecting you know, okay, Lord, what worked, what didn't work? What do you want me to put my hand to? What should I take my hand away from? And what you said, Jess, is I definitely am more the type of person that's like, what else can I put my hand to? I find it challenging when God's like, I want you to take your hand away. Mm -hmm. right? Like take your hand away from this. Cause we're like, are you sure? But, but that was pretty good. And, or like, but I don't want to feel like this is a big one for me. I don't want to feel like I'm quitting. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to give up, but I found a lot of times God's like, no, Melissa, that's assignment is done or that season is over. And so I'm putting something new in your hands. So yeah, during this season of like reflection and moving into this next year, um, I think it's really good and really healthy to have such an honest conversation with the Lord, with yourself, like what's bringing you life, what's bringing energy to you, what's draining your energy, what's stealing from you, how can you solve that problem, and what's the thing that God's like, that's done, 
don't bring it into this next season because it will steal your promised land. I think of it as both of you are sharing the the concept of the love languages and the five love languages and um, the concept of gift giving and Mm -hmm. how much fun it is to give a gift that you're giving just like totally out of like the thought of that particular person. And they're going to love this and you can't wait to see what their face is going to look like when they open it and you're excited about it. And there's a parallel conversation that we could really go on a tangent if, but like, isn't that how we're supposed to tithe? Isn't that how we're supposed to be giving to God, mm-hmm. cheerfully giving? Um, but it, and when you think about it, it's not always this tangible gift because I used to be somebody who loved gifts, like tangible gifts were something I really loved because that is what my definition and how I was actually um, raised up to believe that is what love was versus this understanding of quality time or physical touch or acts of service and um I'm missing one. Gifts. What's the fifth one? Words of service, quality time. Words of affirmation. That's it. That's my husband's. I should know. Um, And so it's it's really interesting when we talk about this through the lens of what are we going to gift to God? I immediately think about that rest and that Sabbath and that time and just being intentionally present with him which is 1000% the opposite of my go. It's the opposite of my wake up and like, Tamara is always joyful and always running. And like, I love that people see that side of me, but I have learned to rest so much this year in a way that I never have. And so my quality time with the Lord is what I gift to him always. And so when I think about it through like a specific holiday or a specific season or a specific moment, For me, it's like day by day. What can I gift you today, Lord? What can I gift you today? And just knowing that every day looks wildly different and every day, just like I I love my husband differently day by day because of a mood that I'm in or something he might need in that moment, it's the same with the Lord. And I think we can get stuck into these bubbles or these expectations of like, I have to love Jesus this way because obedience looks like this. But what if it doesn't? What if there's more freedom in that? And that when we take it back to the garden and we're in that space of delight and wonder, my biggest thing that I want to lean into this year, and it's something I'm really good at, but I didn't practice enough this year because I was in just like a a weary state in my soul is fun and play. And we talked about that on our retreat. Like it (laughs) gets fun. I love that saying. I'm holding tight to that so much as I enter Ah. into this season with my kiddos, as I enter into the season of the new year and all of the things that we do, quote unquote, from a work perspective or a business perspective or a monetization perspective, that too gets to be fun. And so if I'm playing with the Lord and we have that playful nature, the things that he reveals to me are in song or in dance or in time with people in laughter, rather than me thinking I have to like have my Bible highlighter out and like do this thing, even though I also do that and love it and geek out about it. We know that here. Yeah, you do. But like, there's also this other side to that when I'm like tickling my daughter and we're having a conversation about mm-hmm. the nativity and like thinking about Jesus being tickled, like what a fun thought to have. Yeah. And we, we make it so structured. And so, so I, I invite you guys to think even with the, what is your life's purpose? That's like a really weighty question. And yet it gets to be fun. Mm, it does. 
I just love that. I um I was thinking about what is your life's purpose. I was actually thinking about that today in the shower because um we do all our best thinking in the shower. All the best thinking in the best. <laughs> but um I mean I'll just kind of share something that's like very fresh for me and this is interesting but this morning um my daughter this is like a dream for any parent this is does not happen every morning okay just want to preface that so anyone nobody <laughs> leaves this feeling mom guilt no right? mom guilt <laughs> but my my daughter comes out with her like little bible and she sits at the breakfast table and we just literally spent the morning she just read her bible to the whole family oh just reading it come up to a story and she's like <gasps> Jesus's first miracle. This is the part where the water gets turned into wine and you'll have to wait, just wait what happens. Like she's telling it to us. Like we don't know, obviously we know these stories, but, and she's reading it, but every time she gets to a new chapter and it's a kid's Bible, you know, but, um, after that I got in the shower and I was like, she's telling stories. And I like, I think about, um, how we pass on values and, you know, like what I do with social media, being an influencer, having an agency, helping people speak on stage, the more and more that I'm going along this journey, I'm like, it's about telling a story and our life, our life is a story. It's a reflection of the Lord, but also like, how are we like telling stories to our children, passing on values as a mother, you know, like not lecturing, but storytelling. How are we teaching our kids to, share stories with people, um, about things that they're learning and building relationships. And then like, how are we sharing our story with the world and the things that we're learning and sharing our message? Um, to me, like right now, I'm just looking at everything through this lens of storytelling. And I think like thinking back to your question, Mm -hmm. do your life's work. I like, when I think about God, I think he's an author. That's who I think he is. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's writing our story and I don't know. I'm just thinking about stories right now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, it's the way that we humans connect to yeah. knowledge. It's not just learning. Hey, I like I like to learn. I like to read. If you can see the video, you you yeah. have a visual of of that, and we all do. And and yet, if we were never called to collect knowledge apart from God, apart from being in his presence, apart from loving him, apart from wanting to ask, what does this teach me about who you are, God? So we're we're created in his image. We're image bearers of the living God so that we go through life partnered in communion with him. We were made to walk in the cool of the day with the Lord. So Tamarin, when you were talking about tickling God, I'm like, I love that image. And Melissa, what you're talking about as well, and thank you too, Melissa, at our retreat in Arizona, where all our friendship and this movement was birthed. <laughs> it was you that came up with that reflection question. What do you think about this, guys? It gets to be fun. And all of us were like, yes, that just spoke to my soul so deeply. <laughs> you know, and so uh, kind of tying it together with the the more we give to God or the more we make room for him, the more we make room for delight and play and creativity yeah. and joy and all of those things that we as humans, we desperately need. So storytelling, that is how our our human heart is activated in the best way. And through our church, we go through the word. I, I love our church and, and how deeply we go into the word right now. We're doing the whole story, you know, the meta narrative. And so yesterday I wanted to go back and and familiarize myself all over again with the book of Judges. And and in those times, people did what they wanted to do. You know, there was no 
uh, Joshua had died and Moses had died before that. And I, I'm just, it saddens me that at one point, and I believe it was at the end of um, the book of Joshua into Judges, um, but the story goes, and I'll paraphrase, but you just, you know, go and do your own uh, study and enjoy this, this story. But after Joshua died and all of those who were in his generation died, the next generation acted like God never parted the Red Sea, never parted the Jordan River, never brought them into Jericho. They forgot. They And whose fault was that? Was it their fault entirely? Had stories not been passed down effectively? You know, it goes back to discipleship. And so it breaks yeah. my heart when I read, oh my gosh, after Joshua, that one, and the generation of Joshua, after they all died, the next generation, they just rebelled against their God. What happened? And so that's what's going through my mind, Melissa, as you're talking about the power of stories, that this is how we pass down truth. This is how we pass down the goodness of God. This is how we pass down the beauty of God so that people, your daughter, okay, wait, it gets good. She's yeah. going to tell her friends at, at school and her future children. And Jesus was the master storyteller. He so was. he's a master author, but he was a master storyteller. And Tamara, I'm thinking of you. You you love words. You know, that's your work. That's your life's work. And I love the other point of storytelling. And this is another layer of, of Jesus I want to emulate is he was God is the author. Jesus was the master storyteller. And Jesus asked good questions. And hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what comes to mind too, because questions direct our thinking. They set our mindset and our intention. And so it's been said that the quality of your life is directly proportionate to the qualities, the quality of the questions you ask. Wow. And, super profound. And there's there's this question that came to me, uh, Melissa, in the pre-recording conversation that we had. And I think it has to do with everything we're talking about. So can I ask you guys a question? And for everyone listening, let's go. What do you want more of? And what do you want less of in your life? What is the more your soul is craving? And what is the less God is inviting you to release? So good. Tamara, you want to go first? Yeah, I connected to some imagery that I was having as you guys were talking about the gifts like, um, that the questions connected to that is God, what should I give you? Right? Like what, what is it that you want from me in this season and him to come back with that same statement that he shared with me earlier this year is like, what do you want to give me? What is it that you want to release? And what is it that you want to plant is what he said. And the image that I'm having is our tools, like just a bunch of, of tools in my, in my hands that I want to sharpen. And I feel like the Lord gives us these access points. He gives us keys. He gives us tools. The word is obviously a weapon in and of itself. Um, but I've really been drawn into 
the prophetic. I've been drawn into deliverance. I've been drawn into conversations in regards to um, visions and dreams and an analyzing those things. And this can sound super woo-woo to people who don't understand that we have access to these gifts and this power and authority now, but those would be the things that I want more of. I want more access because I want to sharpen. I want to sharpen people. I want to sharpen God's messengers. And when I think about us being messengers as we are right now, we should be prepared with this two-edged sword when we're walking into difficult conversations, mm -hmm. when we're walking into difficult arenas, when we're walking into a man's world, quote unquote, we were having this conversation earlier. Yes. We, we need to be equipped. And yeah. I see when I go into places more than anything, I see brokenness and I see rejection. I see mm. isolation. And the way in which we solve those things is not to stab, is not with this sharp tool to like wound even more and call people out. Mm. Um, but it's to nurture, it's to love, it's to be a light, it's to have these resources of fruit that God gives us peace and joy and kindness and gentleness. These fruits are not what a majority of people are seeing day in and day out. And yeah. so I want more of the power and authority so that I can love more deeply. And in order for me to do that, in order to be with God and have that time, it's things on my calendar that I need to release. It's obligations that aren't actually obligations, but I've told myself the story that this is important because generally it has something to do with a relationship. And so I want to people to know that like when I say no to something, it's because my yes is not more important and, and le you're less important, but God, but God, like if he became the priority in the things that we were doing more so than just, I asked God, I consulted, he's good, let's go. Hmm. We're going to have more moments like Melissa did this morning with her daughter. The yeah. one thing that's coming to mind, and I'll share this, and then I want to hear from you guys on what is it more and what is it less of. It was connected to my my daughter this morning too, Melissa, and we were reading about um, the 10 lepers who were healed by God. And that when he told them to go to the priests for their healing, it was as they went that they were healed. And the profound part to that is they didn't have to wait to get to where they were going for them to be healed. It was as they went and it was by faith mm -hmm. that they stepped on the journey to go. And so you guys might know, but I have a book called Always Becoming, but like we are always becoming, but always becoming is action. Always becoming mm -hmm. is becoming closer to Christ. And so in that, knowing of the 10 lepers who were, look at that book. She's so pretty. That book is so pretty. Uh, in that is like only one of those 10 lepers upon them being healed, mm -hmm. ran back to thank Jesus. Only one. And that was one of Jesus's questions, which is what prompted this in my spirit. It was one of his questions was, wasn't there 10 of you that I sent? Why is only one of you coming back to me? Mm. And then he blessed that man and he went on his way. But imagine Jesus's spirit in that moment. Mm. And I gave them the gift of life yes. Come and on. they never came back. He doesn't need a thank Ooh. you from you, but he's asking for a relationship. 
Right. And so that's the thing that I want more of. I want more relationship with Christ. And if I try to have more relationships with more people and try and get in more places and all these things, that is not always the answer. It might be, but it's not for me in this season. Yeah. Wow. That's so good, Tamara. That's Ooh. so good. Um, I, I love that. <laughs> We're here on the podcast. So I'm like, I'm also really thinking about what you're saying, but now I know I need to respond. <laughs> I know you're like, yeah, you're next to show. Yeah. I think- Man, you just excited so much in my soul, Tamara, with all of that. It was loaded. I, I was feeling it all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, which part do I share? I had to share all of it. So thanks for letting me. You know, I think, um, you know, for me going into this next year and thinking about all, all the things, um, I, this last year, it was awesome. I did a lot of traveling, met you girls, did a lot of traveling, did a, like spoke on stages and met a lot of people. I was on a lot of airplanes and I loved it. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. <laughs> and you look so cute while doing it. You guys got to <laughs> see her brand colors and fashion. Yes, it all goes together. <laughs> I, yes, it was purposeful. There was purpose, but I've like, I'm really, really wanting I'm really wanting to make my house a home this year and not just from like, like I bought a fireplace. Yay. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Homie. Yes. But like, not even just like, um, like I, I think, and maybe this is cause I'm in the social media space or maybe I've just kind of done this, but I think I've compartmentalized my life. Even like, even though I work from home, it's like, this is my work time. And then I'm a mom. I put my mom hat on. And then like, I put my cleaning hat on when I clean my house. And then like, you know, you need to fix that. You need to hire a cleaner. That's a, that's a no brainer. Okay. That's in 2024, you're going to release the job of being a house cleaner. Okay. Sorry. I just had to put that out there. I had a great conversation. You're so right. You're so right, Tamara. (laughs) And I know like I have the budget to do it. Why do I not put the trigger on it. I don't know. I need to be released. I need uh, to be released. ask me if you ever feel guilt about it. Just call Tamara. I've got <laughs> lots of reasons why you release that. <laughs> but like, I think what it is, is really like, like what you're saying, Jessica, um, about like, do your life's work. And I think the role for me as like a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, it's like, I put on different hats, but I really want to like, like blend them together. You know, really blend them together. Like I'm a storyteller through my content, but I'm a storyteller to my children. Like, am I really, really incorporating that? And I think I built a platform on TikTok around motherhood. And then I've segmented that and built a platform on Instagram around my business. And I'm just really feeling like this melding, like making my life, my, my home, this place of what I do. Um, and kind of just like, making sure that I don't segment who I am or my life, mm-hmm. um, moving into 2024, making my home reflective of our lifestyle of our family, you know, um, I don't know if that's making sense, but I just, it is. yeah, I just really like for women too. I think we, if you're called to be an entrepreneur or you're called to be a wife or a mother, it's like, it's, it's who you are everywhere you go. And um, just making sure that you don't segment those aspects of you and just really like making a melding of all of that and making sure that your lifestyle, you're not building a career, you're building a life. Yeah. 
you know, so I won't be traveling as much this year. I want to be able to story tell to my children. You know, I don't want to story tell from stages. I want to story tell in my home by my fireplace. That's what I want to do this year. Oh, I'm coming over. I love that. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, And yeah, be a teacher, not just online, but be a a teacher at home. Mm. Um, And so I'm just feeling more of a pull towards that this year than being out. Um, And so that's something I want to take into 2024 more. So I love that. Okay. Storyteller. How would the storyteller vacuum the house? Practically, let's bring it down to before you get, you know, help. Yeah. (laughs) Or even when you do have help, you'll need to do the in-between, right? So practically, what would that look like for Melissa, the storyteller to vacuum? What would you be listening to? What would you be saying? What would you be thinking? It's like, just like, like we segment, like, like kind of like what you were saying in the beginning, Tamara, bringing that full circle, but like how mechanical we make the Christmas story, right? And how mechanical we make our time with the Lord. Yeah. Like the truth is, is I can vacuum this house, make it sparkly clean while the Lord is vacuuming up all the dirt. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like in a place of worship. I'm in a place of, and my kids are seeing yes. that. Yes. Like, they're seeing that and they're seeing mom, you know, singing her song while yes. I'm running the vacuum. And my kids are coloring and they're, they're watching. So I just, I'm just feeling more of like this melding together, not trying to segment anything as I'm a storyteller. Like if I'm telling, here's where I'm, here's where it's like starting to be the connection for me. If I'm telling more stories online, if I'm giving more content online than I am at my home, right. Teaching my children values teach. And I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm just checking myself, but teaching my children values, telling them stories, making sure that we're making time for that. Then for me, I just feel like I'm off balance. And so I just, I'm checking myself right now. Yeah. That's good. Can I tell you something that I like, I get so excited about when people speak about their kids and their family and their homes and their husbands, um, because this is something that we're stepping into as a married couple is showing up more together. And um, my husband and I have a first, okay, he has, I have a podcast for five years, you guys, and he's never been on it. All right. (gasps) Never. He's never, he has two podcasts we do as a couple in the next couple of days that were on other people's podcast. And it's about relationships and it's about parenting. And he's, he's so good at both and communication. And I just really see that this is not just a conversation that's like a blessing or something that's going on in my home. It's happening with Melissa. It's happening with Jessica and with Vincent and all the things that are happening as couples. And so to allow there to be an opportunity for God to use us in that synchronous like mm-hmm. way that he wants, which was talking about in the garden. We weren't separate. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, I'll be back later. <laughs> Maybe, but we don't hear that, right? It's the in this is a togetherness. There's a relationship. And I have definitely felt, especially this fall, that me and my husband, based on sicknesses or responsibilities or travel or flying, like we've been that those ships in the night. And like we have an amazing relationship. But 
I want more of him. Yeah. Come on. I just want to be with him. And last night we sat by the fire, all our family, we played cards. We were playing Skippo and five crowns. And we had this little deck of cards that I highly recommend. I wish I had it near me. Um, a little deck of cards asked about family questions, get to know your family more. And it's all Christian based. And you pull out and as we're playing cards, cause you can do two things at once. And sometimes people are waiting on the other person who's taking way too long and they shouldn't be taking too long. And so instead of just badgering that person to go, we're thinking of reflective questions on what is your favorite quality about yourself or what, um, what, what do you want to do when you grow up right now? And I hate that question to be by a side note, but that was a question. And it was so cute because I don't ask my kids that question for them to actually respond. And so I just, I think that this is such a great conversation for us to having gone into this conversation when we were off, off recording currently, we were talking about our businesses and the things in which we're going to do. And those are important and valuable. And the Lord has given honor and praise to those things too. And he's pressed go on those for our lives. But when you come to the heart of the hearts of what the father wants from us, yeah. he wants the ultimate gift, which is togetherness, which is love, which is relationship, because that's going Fun. into eternity. And these other things are going to, they're going to waste away. And mm -hmm. so that excites me that you say that, Melissa, and I am going to come hang out by your fire soon. Oh, I love that. I was trying to remember who... Who said this famous quote? Might have been Mother Teresa quote, but if you want to change the world, go home and love your family well. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just feeling like, and it's really cool because I've I've noticed that as I've I actually thought I used to have this limiting belief that if I go into business, I'm gonna be a worse mom. Or I would mm. like make it wouldn't, I wouldn't be a good mom. And I have actually found that being in business and owning this has number one, made me a better mom. It's helped me to be more responsible. It's helped me to manage my time better. It's given me confidence and things that I didn't, I went from, I'm just a little old mom to I'm a, I got some confidence. Like <laughs> you're a sexy mom. You're, you're a, well, I can't say that. Like, like, is, is, am I allowed to say that? We're in girls gone holy. I can't say milk. Kill milk. <laughs> well, I think I do think sexy is synonymous with confidence. So yeah, for sure. That. I do. I feel that. And I'll say that for my husband. You know, like I feel that more. I feel more alive. Like I was I was having a conversation with another woman and she was saying, like, I just don't feel like I know who I am. I was like, I remember feeling like that, you know, and feeling like this, like I I'm feeling a lack. Like we all love being like we love being a mom. But we have gifts and passions and talents and things that light us up. And so being able to do that has brought, right, how, like my life ah. in a different way. But also it's it's that. It's like really showing up in your home on such a high level um, and the joy of putting eternal seeds into your legacy. Like if we're going to have episodes about wealth and legacy finance, it's like, Yes, but it's the stories that we tell our children. It's the card games yeah. that we play at the table. It's the moments right before bed that we can ask, how was your day? Oh, that little girl was mean to you. I remember when that happened to me. This is where, this is what I did in second grade, right? Like, yes. so good. 
I want oh. to share one thing because it was. I just think it's so connected to this. And then I'm sure Jess, you have a beautiful ribbon to put on with your Santa yeah. sweater. Uh, is um, I had a gal who was visiting from the Bahamas this past week doing a podcast mm-hmm. retreat with me, and she had asked if if there was any possibility that I could get her an, an extra night stay at the hotel. And I had already connected with her in person previously. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let me just invite her into my home. Now, she tells me this after the fact, but I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, cool, I'm going to save money. She's going to come into my house. It'll be fun. We'll get to know each other more. She'll see my family, like, interacting. I didn't really think about, like, the granular of what she was perceiving on the other side of that. She Mm -hmm. tells me, you guys will get a kick out of this. She tells me, she tells her mom that I invited her to do this. And they hold each other's hands and they're jumping up and down and they're screaming. And she says... Do you know that's like Tony Robbins asking you to stay the night at their house? Aww. And I was like, well, that's really nice. You can tell this is not a Tony Robbins abode. Appreciate your your <laughs> thought. She said, but to us it is. And I thought, wow, but what a compliment. So yeah. then we go on through the evening and I brought my daughter to the pot the ending podcast retreat lunch. We went through and did this like journey through Bethlehem thing. I wanted, and not without thinking, I was just my my husband and son were sick, so I wanted Waverly to get out of the house. She was looking at it with just these eyes, not as a mom because she's not yet a mom, not as a wife because she's not yet a wife, but she was seeing someone live life. Mm, She was seeing someone make it look possible because it is. And she said that right before we went to bed, she said, Tamara, of all the treasures of this weekend and, and having a podcast and all these things that I thought I was coming here for, what the Lord has shown me most is that everything that my heart desires is possible. And I thought, good night, like good night, literally good night because I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. But secondly, wow, like that's what this is meant for us to do. And so if we could be better stewards of not compartmentalizing, of bringing all these things together and not look at it through the lens of like, is this going to be unprofessional if my kid comes into this Mm. photo right now or this image or this microphone? Like God's like, no. It would have Mary did that, um, put her hand over her child, Jesus's face and was like, I'm having a conversation, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, like go sit down. No, like she's going to have a whole nother lens on that sweet child, on that husband, on that time mm. frame. And so I just, I, I think this is such a good conversation and I love the direction that it took unknowingly. Mm. Yeah. I love, I love talking with you girls and geeking out over the Lord. And, you know, we're made, I'll I'll bring it back to the beginning and then I'll wrap it up here, but we are made for relationship from a place of relationship because God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit thought to create us in their image. Like when the word says, let us make man and woman in our image. Mm -hmm. So we were made from relationship for relationship. And as we're talking about gifts, I think I've been thinking about this a lot too, just in the context of what are we giving God? What, what gift am I giving my own soul? Like, what does my soul need? What gift, therefore, am I giving my husband, my family? Is that uh, gifts are given. And in Romans 11, it says that gifts are um, irrevocable, meaning that they're not taken back. And so God will give a gift and he doesn't make you use it for his glory. He gave the gift of healing to those 10, 11 lepers. Only one came back and gave the gift back to him. Only one articulated his gratitude. And the other question that comes to mind when I read that story is gratitude really gratitude if it isn't expressed? Probably not. 
you know, and so God gives the gift. He'll give the gift of your talent. It is the best connector. Your gifting is like the story you just shared. And I love her. I love, I love her. The story you just shared, your gift was the connector. Yeah. And if you're made and wired to commune and to dwell in relationship, then the gift that God gave you, he's not going to take it back. It's up to you whether you give it back to him, use it for his glory or your own. That is the connector. That'll connect you with people in the world. Proverbs says your gifts will make room for you. And I want to, there are two thoughts as we uh, wrap up here is that we're talking about gifts and what we're giving God. And we're talking about the your life's work. And those are big questions. We can unpack that all next year together too. And I'm reminded that Jesus knew exactly who he was. And from that place of being, he knew exactly what he was called to do. And a chapter that I think goes, I feel like we could dive deep in this chapter all the more. And it's so important is John 17, when Jesus prays for himself, Jesus is praying to God, the father and for us. I think that like at churches, we need to dive into this so much more, but let me read John 17 verse four. It's Jesus talking to the Father, and he says, I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Hmm. Jesus set out to do his life's work. I don't know if he knew he'd only have three years in the public ministry. I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know, maybe rephrase that. At what point, as he grew from a boy into a man, did his father download all the details? But he completed the work you gave me to do, Father, and that brought the Father in heaven glory. And so the question of what do you want more of, what do you want less of? I want the more of God in all the ways. So then I go, well, what do I have to free up in my life to be in that posture and position to receive the more? And so I want more margin to receive the more of God. <laughs> And I want less busy work. Just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I'm called to do it. Just because there's a need over there doesn't mean I'm called to fill it. There are needs everywhere. So what has God put in me for this time, for now, that I can bring him glory and, and bring others goodness and invite others into his truth and beauty? And when we think about the there's no room at the end, I add the word more. There was no more room at the end. Because the room was, the inn was filled. It, it, Bethlehem was bustling with people. And even as we read through the Advent story in the book, Why the Nativity, in this chapter, why was there no room in the inn? Part of it says, you know, they were, they were all coming back to Bethlehem for the senses. And yet they didn't know what was really happening. And the irony is that thousands of people bustled into town for the world's most wonderful day, all unaware that they were at the ground zero of a heavenly invasion. Mm. There was no more room in the inn. Why? Because the inn was already filled. And God has been speaking to me, Jess, you're already filling your calendar with things. There's no more room for me to do my more. So you have to make margin, do less so that I, God, can do more. The gifting, God's like already put that in your hand and you can run with it and make a name for yourself, 
or you could use it and give it back to God and make a name for him, make his name famous. So those are the things that have been going through my mind. And I hope that put a little bow on this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need those as like journal ref- reflection questions. Just to recap, what does God put in you now that you need to do? And just because you're good at it doesn't mean that you need to. And what are you mm-hmm. filling your life with that is too full that is actually not leaving room for God to move? Thank you, Jessica and Tamara. I love you. Who wants to pray us out? I would love to pray us out. All right. God, I just thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for these ladies. Thank you for everybody listening. God, I just I just thank you so incredibly much for the sacrifice that you made leaving heaven and coming to earth. God, and how you have truly orchestrated every single person here on planet earth right now for such a time as this. And Lord, we pray going into this next year that people would find vision, they'd find rest, they'd find joy, they'd find comfort, they'd find healing, they'd find passion, they'd find belonging. Lord God, I thank you that you are our ultimate provider. And so anything that somebody stands in need of today, God, fill that, God. And we pray, God, for fresh strategy and wisdom for people moving into 2024 and this next year and their life. We love you, Jesus. We worship you and we give you all the glory and all the praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. Love you, girls. Girls gone holy. Wild out.